episode of the Hoogans Pitch 2024 edition. Chad, Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. Another one in the books. Another one started up. Um, Can't wait for 2024 and all it might bring to us, including all of those in the football world. However, in this month, we're seeing... Uh, roughly 20 players leaving us and, and going away to tournaments in the middle of a season. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. a little harsh, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of works out, I guess, a little bit for Premier League. They sort of take their winter break now-ish. Like, I think they're only going to miss, what, any FA Cup game and then maybe two league games, maybe uh, three. Four, I count four league games, but some oh, players four. could miss up to nine competitive matches um taro endo mm. with liverpool could miss up to nine if they make it all the way which japan will probably go pretty yeah. far um so a little little worrisome for some of the teams lacking depth like yeah. forest losing how many did you say <laughs> six six players that's why <laughs> yeah i mean they got a big squad as it is so they're probably gonna be fine <laughs> that's true i think and i heard over their game 27 <laughs> players were on their uh their roster at the moment so they gotta they gotta cut that down a little bit and find out who who really belongs but um nuno will do it he'll 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 pull him out when he needs to he'll he'll find a way but um just to let you know we're trying dry january right now Mm, nothing too crazy Kristen said let's do it i said i will do it up until x day when i'm saying hey i'm gonna have a beer i'm not really thinking too much about it so we're (laughs) hydrating tonight okay well i mean i'm with you on the hydration, not specifically for a dry January, but just yeah. feeling the water tonight. Water tastes good. <laughs> it's one of those mm-hmm. days. Um, all right, Chad, let's uh, let's jump into it. Eventful, eventful weekend, eventful weekdays. Yeah. Um, I guess we can start on Saturday. Is there any game on that list of uh, games in there that you see that you're just dying to talk about? Um. I mean, not, none of them like really jumped out that I like, need to talk about them necessarily. Um, but I think my most surprising one, well, the Nottingham Forest for Man U is, is surprising, but we'll get to that one, I think. Um, I, I'd say that the Wolves versus Everton, I expected more of a show from Everton here. Um, me me not, too. It, it just seemed like... I don't know, Everton's defense was just kind of all over the place or like just communication was lacking or something. I, I don't really know, but um, Wolves took full advantage of that. And, uh, you know, um, it was just kind of a weird scoreline, I think. The goals that Kilman and Dawson had were unusual. Um, mm-hmm. The the goal that uh, Cunha had, that Huang Hee Chan uh assisted on that was pretty straightforward um nice ball in but the other two goals were kind of just scrap fests uh, yeah where the i thought pickford did actually a decent job of the initial save of them um but then his defense just couldn't clear the ball and it looked like everyone was pouncing on the ball um mm. besides evertonian players so <laughs> yeah. you know when your defense doesn't want to pounce like the wolves that's going to be a problem and i think they just got out hustled um yeah, yeah, it's just weird to see, you know, like Everton and, you know, especially any Sean Dyche team we've seen, it typically in defense is like really well structured. And uh, if they lose the game, it's, it's not because of a lack of clearing the ball. Like, for sure. <laughs> they're normally really good at that. So it's just so weird to, to see 
Wolves kind of have that easy day. <laughs> um, but we did get to see Pedro Neto back on the pitch. Congrats. Which is great for my fantasy team. Um, I, I will say, Almost though, got a goal, though. He got called it off. Was close. And... It was close. I, I, I will say, though, when you brought Neto in, I feel like this is kind of when things crumbled for you. <laughs> so, it's nice to have um, him back, but... I mean, yeah, like, it's... Uh... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he he was kind of when things really took a turn and like now everyone's just out and injured on my team. But, uh, you know, it, it, that's fantasy for you. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> you got hit hard, my friend. Yeah. That was a brutal one. Um, so, yeah, actually, Everton, I don't think they're going to lose too many players to the cup. Uh, Wolves, however, are going to lose their top goal scorer. And Huang, yes. so that I think that's going to be, you know, they're only missing a couple games, but again, they can miss a lot, um, you know, at least the four mm-hmm. four EPL games, and for the Wolves, that's pretty important. So I know the the Neto and Huang uh, relationship on field chemistry was super, like it was starting to, it felt like it was at its peak when Neto mm-hmm. got hurt, and now it's just going to take a little bit longer to for us to see that again, which is kind of a bummer because. We were paying close attention to the Wolves when they were both clicking, and now mm-hmm. we got to wait another month until we can see it. Yeah. Again. So I'm hoping, hoping Neto can stay, um, you know, healthy and fit by the time Wayne gets back. And I hope Wayne stays healthy with all these extra yeah. games he's playing too. Yeah, and I mean the Wolves team seems to kind of finally be gelling well together and all kind of um, playing for each other. So mm-hmm. I think they should be able to to get by without without. Help. Uh, Huang out there getting the goals. Um, we'll see. I mean, yeah, that's just kind of the unfortunate <laughs> part of the schedule. But um, yeah, I, I, I hope Neto can just, you know, he got his his first step back onto the pitch. Um, you know, nearly scored. Um, so uh, he's like, it looks like he's coming back with a fire. Like he looked good. A, he looked good in his runs. Yeah, he, he looked good. He looks, you know, healthy. Um, hopefully he actually is, and he's not just, like, playing through the pain. <laughs> mm. um, with with the Wolves, they're the only team right now who's won the last three games. Um, mm. One more win, they move into top ten. Uh, I, I think this next one, up against Brighton, I think that'll be an interesting Ooh. matchup, considering Brighton is... You know, Stupion, we've realized, is a huge part of, of how that team attacks and defends. And mm-hmm. I think that can make for a really good matchup. We're not going to see that, of course, for a couple weeks um, yeah. You know, after our break. But that's that's going to be one that I'm going to be eyeing and kind of circling on my on my match yeah. day to check out. Um, I mean, I'm just looking ahead a little bit further. And, like, Wolves do have a little bit of a interesting run. Um, they got Brighton next and then Man U after. And then Chelsea, which, you know, is their... Their 10 11 um, counterpart there. So, um, yeah, I, not the opportune time to not have your, your number one striker, but yeah. uh, see if they can make do. I believe in them. Yeah. I, I think I think they'll be all right. Um, I think the game that I that kind of stood out to me this weekend was a game last year we paid close attention to, and that was the Bournemouth Tottenham game, um, mm-hmm. where Bournemouth put up such a crazy fight in in both matches winning one and losing one um tottenham getting the late winner 
in the first round matchup last year. And in this one, we kind of saw a dud from Bournemouth. And I was kind of disappointed yeah. by it because they were starting to – I felt like they were clicking. They were f- winning mm-hmm. four games in a row. And, and Shalanki was looking really good. And Billings was looking good. And it was like they looked – kind of bigger than everyone else and granted their their strikers and their their overall forwards are just quite tall but i i don't know spurs kind of sliced and diced them here um maybe they were a little tired after christmas you know a lot of they had a, a good stretch of games now granted they won four in a row like that's that's great yeah. you, i don't know what else you really expect from that especially taking down man united in the process um Again, a lot of people are doing that these days, but uh, <laughs> uh, but it's still an accomplishment that I think people need to pay attention to. So that was kind of my my pooper. Yeah, for the weekend. Yeah, I certainly expected more from Bournemouth than that. Um, it, it was just kind of a weird one. Like I, as I was kind of watching through it and looking at the highlights and all that, like if you look at just the stats, it looks very. Um, even I guess you'd say like similar pass numbers, similar tackles, similar dribbles, similar touches. Uh, you know, Bournemouth has more shots, just pretty much all off target. <laughs> um, so, you know, like they were there to play, but I think, I don't know. They just couldn't maybe find that, that final touch that they needed to, to really get it over the line. Um, and then their defense just wasn't on it that day, I guess. So um, yeah, yeah. It was kind of a bummer. I, I think, especially after last season, we were expecting a little bit tighter affair. But um, you know, that's the the festive period. You get some weird results in there. Um, not that Tottenham winning this is necessarily a weird result, but I think just the performance from Bournemouth is a little bit weird, considering how well they had been playing. Well, they timed this perfectly because Bournemouth is the type of team that loses a game and bounces back really strong. So of course they're playing Liverpool next when we get back. So I'll be, <laughs> that's a trap. Yes. So fully expecting a, uh, a nail biter probably would be standing and doing laundry watching that game because I, I can't sit still when, uh, things are a little stressful. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, we can chalk off city and Sheffield, um, city yeah. again down there. They're, Arguably the best three players right now, Hall and Duke, Doku and, and De Bruyne. Um, mm-hmm. But they're set to return. They're looming. Looming yeah. in the back. And I think, I, I don't know. I, I see I see a lot of comments online being like, the boys are coming in. Like, is the EPL yeah. ready? I'm like, I think I think they are. I think, I think, I think everyone's so. ready and prepared for what's to come. I mean, we don't know what De Bruyne is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been kind of frail. The last couple years, yeah. even. I mean, yeah, I, I was going to say the past handful of seasons, he basically had a, a decent injury spell at some point, right? And like mm-hmm. this was obviously the biggest one he's had, but, right. um, you know, yeah, we'll just kind of see what kind of fire he comes back with. It's maybe a little bit of that same, um, you know, we've won it all. So he's not really coming back to. You know, with the the mindset to push City further to get the league win or get the Champions League win. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's he's thinking that, but, like, it's not that same drive since he's been there, done that now. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think... I think it'll, it'll maybe take a game or two, and then 
all the the commentators I think will calm down on the like they're coming to take over the league sort of stuff. It's just I I, I get it. Big three names and and you know especially Holland and De Bruyne. We've seen how they work together and how well it is. But um, I think teams are getting better at marking Holland out of games a little bit more. Um, not to say that De Bruyne's passing can you know, find him some space, but, uh, 20 assists, we'll see. Dad. 20 assists last year. So I know. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, so like, that's the stat we ought to look at. Right. So, you know, he's, he's definitely going to be a danger, but even just how city's been playing this, this year, I think is, um, you know, says enough that the league is maybe not as scared as they once were of city. That's what, and that's the thing. I keep seeing all these, um, graphics of showing where man you or uh, man city was at, at the christmas break and it's like mm-hmm. yeah but that team had, they were fighting for so much like the, the the you're right the mentality is um so different from previous years to this year just because they they did it all right like i feel like last year when they didn't when when they were preparing for champions league all these games were so important to them because they still had to make sure they're in the perfect team uh, mm-hmm. composition and everything was clicking right so they could achieve something granted six months later but they needed to look perfect in january to get to that point and now yeah. um i don't know i look at this team i'm like who's the leader of this team right now is it rodri um probably i mean they they falter when he's not in the team right so <laughs> yeah so so with with De Bruyne coming back i'm you know, we see him as a pretty soft-spoken type of player, not really loud, mm-hmm. but on the, on the pitch, um, will he command that a little more off of Rodri? I'm just really curious. I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't really remember that um, relationship last year because mm-hmm. last year was kind of. I don't want to say it was perfect for them, but everything kind of clicked and went their way. This yeah. year, it hasn't. It's been kind of rocky. So if the ship starts to rock in a month or two. Um, I don't know. I'm curious how those those star level players clash if they do clash or or they yeah. move past. I don't know. It's just it's an interesting thought that I'm trying to look ahead at. Yeah, I mean, I think he should come back in and and you know slot back in fairly well. But um, I don't know. I I just, I feel like it's it's just not the same the same beast that they were last season. Sure. Uh, you know, they, they've had some pretty big stumbles already. And um, I don't know, like the Bruyne is a, a, certainly a, a big name to get back, but I don't think he's the one player that will, you know, now just supercharge the team and get them all super laser focused and, you know, back on track. Like they were, I'm sure they're still going to go on some stupid run here at the end of the season and, you know, make the, the title race close. But um, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it, how it kind of plays out. Um, I did kind of take a look though at Foden playing as the, the cam. Um, Cause you don't really see that too much. He's, you know, we always kind of see him on the wing and, um, he does well there uh, for himself and, and when he connects with Holland. But then this game, he plays that center attacking role and uh, grabs two assists and had like six key passes in there too. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, creating really well. Um, so then I kind of look back and, and was just seeing why wasn't he used here more often, especially during this period with no De Bruyne. Um, 
and I don't really have an answer for you, <laughs> but um, it, the first time this season he was used in that role was um, October 12th away at Luton. Didn't really do much. Um, you know, City kind of struggled there for... It was Holland the striker? Um, no, I think Holland's... Mm, yeah, no, I think he was in that one. Um, but it, it was one of those games where they struggled for... Um, well, like sixty-ish minutes, and then they got their like two goals back to back, like mm -hmm. but, like they do. Um, then his next game, um, uh, I didn't write the team for that one. <laughs> I just put finding his way in the role, not great. <laughs> so whatever team that was against, it didn't go very well. Um, and then he had his game against Palace. He gets one assist. Um, but he did make that late challenge to give away the penalty mm -hmm. to Palace. So, you know, still a little rough. Um, and then he played there again against Everton where he got a goal. Um, he had seven shots, only two were on target, but um, three key passes. So he is kind of growing into that role. Um, but don't you think so it's going to go away soon? If, if De Bruyne That's kind of what, I, what I'm wondering, back, though. Is, who, who are they going to take off the pitch here? Yeah, so I think... I think you maybe you maybe push Foden back out to the right. Um, I guess you're probably sacrificing like a Bernardo Silva, um, just because if, if with Foden on the right, you know he kind of already can work on the wing. Um, but then if he is kind of training more as a center creative player you know him and De Bruyne can maybe kind of swap mm -hmm. throughout the game cause some cause some issues maybe so I don't know it was just kind of interesting to walk back a little bit um he only played Cam once last season it was a, a one nil win over Chelsea um couldn't find the stats for it. who scored doesn't go back last season really? so <laughs> they don't go back one season no nope, not that I saw so that was kind of annoying. Uh, so I don't know how I did in that game, but <laughs> um, yeah. So I think maybe Pep kind of has an eye for him as moving more central. Um, I think it would be interesting to see him kind of play this role with England, just because yeah, your, your wings are kind of settled um, in the English squad, and you know now you're you've got Bellingham and probably Rice behind you in the midfield, so like you can just sit up top and eat all day and um, you're going to be pretty good. So I hope we see that. I, I would be more interested to see that than him do anything good with City. So <laughs> Speaking of cams, I mean, I think England's in a really good spot right now with three key players. I know we're kind of going off off the EPL <laughs> trend here, but I, I, I like what Foden's doing. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's going to fit in nicely. Cole Palmer's really coming alive right now. Another yep. young guy who can fit into that squad nicely. And then I got to give it out to Morgan Gibbs White. Um, he He's looking like a real feisty player. And, and I think mm -hmm. he's going to be really important for Forrest to stay up. And those are all great attacking mid midfielders who are kind of going to take that spot of, of Madison just because he can't stay on the pitch as much. And yeah. even Rashford, because like Rashford's just been a dud for so long. So what, what are we waiting for here? Um, you know, I, I'd like to see kind of a, fresh faces in the squad there. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think those guys are, are proving it a little, I mean, definitely more than Rashford for sure. All three of yeah. them. Um, now 
position wise, you'll have to figure some things out. I mean, who's going to come in at left wing for England right now? Couldn't really tell you, but I mean, you could work Foden in there too and, and do a swap of, of positions when you need it, but that's a Southgate issue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the English attack I think is, has promise, but I think as we've seen with the, the England team, it sometimes doesn't really come to fruition, whether that's, just through poor footballing luck or or Southgate's tactics, I don't know, but um, yeah, you know, I, I'd I'd give Foden a shot at at a cam kind of option. Um, you know, there's got to be a game here that doesn't mean anything or that they should win easily, where you can try him out and just see what happens. I fully expect you to take him in Euros now when we do our pool. Ah, well, we'll see. <laughs> All right, should we get to the uh, Sleepy Forest game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Forest just putting legends to sleep, you know. <laughs> Forest and Man United, the oldest living Manchester United uh, legend, fell asleep at the 74th minute watching Man United go down 1-0. Granted, Man U came back um, from a gift-wrapped mistake from Morgan Gibbs-White. Uh, yeah. Just to fit with our Christmas theme. But then Morgan Gibbs-White comes back, slots a, a beautiful goal. Um, mm-hmm. He's almost down and out in this game, limping across the pitch. I don't know if you watched the end of this in real time. The dude was dying, Chad. They didn't mm-hmm. have any more subs. He was literally limping to go defend, and I was like, this game needs to end Eesh. quick. And yeah. He, he, his teammates kind of bailed him out, made sure he wasn't in a spot where he'd have to do something uh, to save his team or even put his body in a worse place than it already was. Mm-hmm. Um, but God gave it up for Forrest here and what Nuno's doing. Uh, again, new He's coach. Cooking. He is cooking. New coach energy is a real thing. Um, mm-hmm. They have it right now, and I hope they can, and I hope they can ride it out. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they looked. I mean, they just look so much more lively than this this United squad. I'd say the whole game, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I'd say it, both of their goals just was bad, slow defending. You know, um, they don't really press. Um, uh, who made the assist? It's, it's been like almost a week now. Montiel, yeah, on, on the... Uh, yeah, they don't really press him, and it, it leaves Dominguez open, um, just wide open, ready to go. <laughs> and then kind of the same thing, you know, Alonga makes that run in. Um, they don't exactly press him, but then he finds the easy pass to Gibbs White, and he's just, like, open at the top of the box. Slots and it's like, it. Slots it yeah. so easily. It's... So. Man United's got to be kicking themselves for not having Alonga anymore, either. Like... That Maybe. feels like a mistake. <laughs> well, like that's, I, I, that's their mo. Well, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what that club's doing. We already had that episode about this. Yeah, we so. did a whole forty <laughs> minutes just on that. We don't have to talk about this too much. I was just yeah. that was a great game to watch. Uh, I won't lie; it made me go out and buy a Matt Turner jersey because I was like, I think hey. goes, I, he's sticking with them. He's sticking with them. Yeah. Um, I hope. I mean, he had some great saves. He like, did. He just needs to calm down a little bit and yeah, and just make smarter decisions when, uh, like, just kind of in that that neutral zone when you don't you don't need to do anything crazy. You don't need to do anything special. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, he was, um, when he first came to Arsenal, he was already kind of saying that, you know, playing with the ball at his feet and passing is like certainly not his game. Um, so it was, it was things he was going to work on and, um, it definitely improved over his time at Arsenal. Um, and, you know, just kind of the way of modern goalkeeping is like, you kind of have to be somewhat adequate. I'd say he's almost somewhat adequate. It just on a good day. Yeah. Like it, it's not consistent enough where I don't think you want to rely on, on, you know, passing out from the back with him. That's okay. Um, that's, that's okay. Which is like, fine. Yeah. You not, don't have to play that. There's like, a handful of keepers who play like that at a exceptional level. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, o- Onana plays great with the ball at his feet, but he does yeah. everything else wrong. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be Onana right now. No. So yeah. even though he's great on his feet, he makes so many bad decisions. And, and I think he's just overthinking it. Because um, when he plays for United States, that dude doesn't mess up. So oh, yeah. why isn't it why isn't it matching uh in england so i hope i hope the coach can just say hey like you're my guy moving forward i think he needs mm-hmm. to know that and maybe yeah. things will kind of calm down um i don't know i just want to see our our american boys do well over there and he's yeah. the one i worry about because if he's not playing in every match he possibly can should he be starting for the united states that's that's my worry yeah yeah and i mean I don't know who our Horvath Horvath, but he's also on yep. forest. Yep. So like you can't have two know, of your, reserves. you know, number one keepers, uh, you know, not even playing. Um, I think and then and Stefan, but yeah, you go beyond that. And then, it, you know, you, I think he's just, I think I saw an article he signed for Colorado. MLS. Colorado. Yeah. So like, which is great to get the game time, but like, if you have two keepers in the Premier League, you would ideally want at least one of them to get for sure normal minutes in a in, you know the much better league that is Premier League. So, fingers crossed. Nuno, do the right thing. Oh, please. <laughs> Shout out to Nuno. Um, yeah. All right, Chad, you want to pick a game in here? Um, oh, that Luton Chelsea game. Oh man, it was a it was a tussle. Um, Nearly, Chelsea nearly threw away a three-goal lead. This isn't—I I don't like using this phrase often, but I felt like Luton, Luton let Chelsea win that game. Um, mm. They made so many mistakes that mm-hmm. led to their their goals. Grand Cole Palmer's goal, uh, nominee goal of the week, fantastic, mm. fantastic feat. That was insane. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, Chelsea didn't really do anything spectacular to to that I thought, I mean, I th- they played, they played fine, but I think mm-hmm. Luton, um, they just gave that game away. And that was something they really could have, I don't know, especially early on. I know late they came back and started to, to stress Chelsea out. And I'm sure yeah. you saw Tiago going, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I don't believe that's what Chelsea needs. Honestly, that's, it's about time. Um, someone has done that. I just don't like t- the 38 year old man out there has to tell all these kids, like, what are we doing? Like it, it needs to come yeah. from somewhere else right now, I think. And, uh, that would be my, my, uh, my worry for Chelsea is you barely got by on this game. You made so many mistakes. You're still in the middle of the table. You mm-hmm. barely beat a relegation team. Yeah. You know, 
I'll give them a little bit benefit of the doubt because we've seen Luton at home is is you know a different beast. Um, but most of these teams that are struggling away at Luton don't go three nil up and then you know almost scramble that. So Chelsea, I think lucky to get away with the win. Um, you know Luton had some great opportunities when they really turned it on towards the end. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, I know they got injuries all in like all all areas of the pitch, and um, you maybe don't want to have to be relying on Thiago Silva at this point, but you are, and I think that's okay. But again, yeah, it, it shouldn't be him. Um, you know, begging. Yeah, like there <laughs> there should be fire all over the pitch for Chelsea of like, whoa, like that was too close to, for comfort. We need to really get it together. And it looked like everyone else was just like, cool, game's done, shake hands, high five, and Tiago's the only one out there who just like could not believe what just happened. Could not believe it. And interesting insight here, Chad. August 25th, uh, mm. Chelsea beat Luton 3-0. Mm. So maybe they thought this game was in the bag because they already did it. And yeah. uh, Luton almost proved them wrong. Almost. Yeah, almost got him. Almost ruined the day. <laughs> um, it, how did uh, how did Maduke score? I think I missed that one. Um, it was like a a kind of a a top close post hit. Um, really tight angle for that for that ball. It was. It was very nice. Um, I like Palmer's better, but um, yeah, it was gr- good hit. Nice, like, it kind of reminded me of um, Salah's goal against Arsenal. Is that mm-hmm. like kind of just like top corner, good power, good position on it. Blast. Um, hard to save. Yeah. Okay. I might have missed that one. I'm gonna go back and look at it. Um, all right, I got nothing more on that game. Do you? No. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, Ashton Villa Burnley. Burnley, man, almost. They're coming back almost. too in this one. Um, I, I know we see fight. Yeah. I know we see some fight from from these relegation teams, um, especially against the I guess the the best three teams in the Premier League right now. Arsenal, Liverpool, mm-hmm. and and Ashton Villa have struggled um, going against these teams. I I just I was so high on Ashton Villa for the last couple of months, and now in these last like four games. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to think of them. Is that weird? <laughs> yeah, they Is that crazy. It felt like no, no, no. It felt like they were cruising, like flying high. You know, maybe not in total control of their games, but it felt unbeatable uh, though. Like kind of unbeatable. Yeah. yeah, like like really, really feeling it, and then been a little we like rocky or or something since then. Just doesn't feel as as fluid i guess as the, as they were playing <laughs> it was the draw against sheffield the loss against man united and then getting away with beating burnley here um the last three and i think it's valid Eesh. that we are all saying you know are you going to contend for this title cuz all these all it's, it's crazy how many how many headlines right now say arsenal liverpool city fighting yeah. for the title and i was like dude ashton villa was top of the table like <laughs> yesterday and they're yeah, not they're up the conversation. Um, I, I, I don't know what they have to do to prove 
that they uh, need to be in these headlines, but with the last three performances, they're not they're not helping. Yeah, um, just trying to see. I mean, so two weeks they got, or two match days, I guess. Um, they got Newcastle, so like, if they can get the win there, it, it might give them some more of that spotlight of of you know maybe a serious contender here. Um, but I don't know. I think they probably like flying under the the media radar right now and not not having the pressure of necessarily being included in that title race even though they are um yeah yeah, i don't know they they gotta just figure out whatever weird juju's going on in the in the their play right now (laughs) get back to what they were doing because it was it was looking great and they got the good results with it too and um be arsenal and city back to back like that yeah i mean that's big and and (laughs) it is big they they play man united again in a month and Mm -hmm. um I think that'll be another statement game. I don't, if you, you can't lose to a team twice who are lower than you in the table, I think that just set, especially when you're fighting for a, the title, yeah. right? That, that doesn't look good for your chances. Um, let's see, I'll be keeping my eye on them, but I'm definitely, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried about my, <laughs> my predictions because if City's going to go on a run here, okay, that means Villa might fall out, right? And mm-hmm. then with, with West Ham, um, Beating Arsenal, I could see them making a push in the top four. Tottenham yeah. still don't really know what they are at this point. Um, I think they're just going to linger. They'll linger between seven and five, yeah. four maybe. Um, but we'll see. With Sun gone, I don't yeah, know it'll be be some interesting games mm-hmm. um, without him there because you know him and Richarlison seem to be clicking well. Um, so we'll kind of see what happens with that. You know, Madison's still out. Um, you know, they have some other injuries in the back. Is he close? So, Is Madison close? I think everyone's kind of getting the, the January 14th return date. Um, a lot of the big injuries seem to have that that as a return date. So nothing confirmed, I don't think. Romero's out for the whole month. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they got some good players out, too, just from yeah going to the cup. So... Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, I think just based on how they're playing and kind of the the stats that they have so far this season, like that that float between like seventh and fifth, I guess at at their peak feels right. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you look at you know so liverpool top of the table right now your goal differential is 25 um only allowed 18 goals um whereas tottenham is you know your goal differential is 13 and you've allowed 29 goals mm-hmm. sure you're scoring almost the same as liverpool but as we've seen they don't they'd rather just outscore you than like defend it um yep which you know i i don't think is is great in the long run of the season to really secure you one of those top spots, especially with, you know, City inevitably will go on some run. You know, if Villa kind of gets back to their their ways, like their defense was, was looking really good um, just as, as their scoring was. So, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's... I feel like we just said this about Tottenham when they, you know, first kind of got some injuries and, and some suspensions to see how they do, and they made it through, but I, I'd say they kind of floundered. Like, they 
had some losses and draws in there. Um, but you know, you still had Sun on the pitch at least, and now you're you're missing Sun and um, you know a couple other guys to the cup. So we'll see. They got Man United when we come back, and and I think that could mm-hmm. actually be fairly interesting because Man United's not really losing. Um, I did much. see that Onana's playing in that game and then going. Correct. So, which is one of the only players in the Premier League who I think is doing that. So. Uh, yeah, the only one I've seen reported. Mm-hmm. Kind of shocking they're letting that happen. Uh, yeah. Basar and Basuma, I mean, those are huge losses. Uh, yeah. So what, they'll be down three to four, Tottenham, three to four starting players um, due to either injury or, or for the cup. So, yeah, it's a little, a little worrisome. Yeah, well. But I'm okay with it. I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh it, it's just how it goes. Like they don't really have the depth needed to I think make a real sustained push. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, that's that's where they're at right now. The their, depth is the issue. <laughs> their expectations were set so low and when they went mm-hmm. on that crazy beginning of the season run, I think it just like made people um, yeah, especially their own fans get a little bit too uh, uh, that's the right word. Big-headed, and just yeah, their their ideas became just a little bit too, um, just too big for what's really for reality. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, like sure, they're six points off top of the table. Wow, it doesn't feel um, like six. It doesn't feel like six, and and I get they're playing, you know, pretty uh, quick attacking football and that's all fun to watch and um you know yeah six points off the top feels generous i think um for for (laughs) for some of the the things we've seen and uh i I just think it it comes back to tactics and and depth that um are both a little bit lacking to to really get you to push for a whole season like that and certainly get past you know um a mostly healthy liverpool a mostly healthy city um you know arsenal is doing arsenal things these days um but you know come that that next north london derby form injuries all that just goes out the window and it's just a a crazy mess of (laughs) goals and and who knows what but (laughs) All right, then the last game we had on Saturday, uh, Palace and Brentford. Pretty uneventful game. Good to see Palace get the win because I think we're on Team Hodgson at this point. Um, <laughs> Olise with some nice goals as they get on the score sheet. Uh, I thought that was that was a, a nice victory for them. But the, the Lewis mm-hmm. Potter goal, man, that was pretty sweet too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I like really that nice. One. I like his celebration too. He was pretty hyped. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Brentford's just kind of really feeling the the injuries and the the Ben Mee suspension and stuff. Like, I just I don't know, feel a little bit like they were kind of floating and sustaining, and now they're just kind of like sinking fast they and are really need scratching and going to hang on <laughs> as yeah. long as they can. That's I, I fully agree with you. And that's not that's not even like their. I mean, it is their fault, but it's. It feels out of their control. They're losing Wisa yeah. African Cup. The whole Tony situation happened. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a couple bad games here and there, losing Raya. I mean, there's a lot of like things that went into this to exp- I mean, yeah. last year was such a high for them. Um, to come down, I think was realistic. Now to drop where they are now, I think is definitely a surprise. But mm-hmm. I, I, from this year to next year, I could, I can see them bouncing back. I really can. Um, yeah, I mean a, they still have quality players. They're there. They just mm-hmm. all need to be playing together. Yeah, and I mean you you've played over half the season without your starting striker, right? Like that's pretty good to to not be in the relegation zone with mm-hmm. with a big miss like that and you know losing an Embumo to injury, long-term injury kind of really throws a wrench in things for them. Um Rico, he started so hot. He was yeah. so good. Um, yeah, he would have been a big help, yeah. you know. Um, they they've got some big misses, and I think they'll be okay this season. Um, I don't even think their coach should be too worried. Like if I'm Brentford's board, it's like, yeah, we played half the season without our striker. Of course, it's not going to be the best season. <laughs> and Thomas Frank's the third longest tenured coach in Premier League, I think, at this point. Mm. Um, yeah, probably. I think yeah. He's been with them for five years now. If you get rid of him, who, who are you going to bring in? I, you know, yeah, that's always the question now is like, okay, maybe yeah, you, you switch to someone and you do get that, that new manager bump and, um, you know, maybe it, it works out longer term too, but I just don't think there's a lot of great options right now to, to bring in, um, especially, you know, it just, you haven't seen Brentford with Tony this season, so it feels really harsh to even judge them harshly when yeah. they're missing that. And, you know, um, he should be back soon. I don't think he's going to get sold anywhere. You know, I don't think anyone's going to come in with this hundred million offer for Tony. Um, at least not in the, in the winter window. So, um, yeah, I think they'll, they'll climb back up, but, um, yeah, they just they were able to sustain for a little bit. And I think that was big. Mm-hmm. Had they started falling right away, it would have got ugly. But um, you know, five in they... a row though, lost five in a row. Yeah, they gotta, yeah, they yeah. Gotta change that quick. Definitely on the struggle bus right now. Um, who they got next? Oh yeah, um, oh, uh, Forest. When I get back, so hmm. I mean a good game, but that could be kind of the game they need. A you know, fifteen sixteen battle. So yep. They're all there. Everyone's playing for it, and no one's going to really be sitting back and, um, you know, just defending. So, yeah. So before this, before this Crystal Palace win, um, mm-hmm. Roy Hodgson was kind of on the hot seat, right? He's doing mm-hmm. crazy things, and you know we love it, but realistically, you got to be there to, to make sure your team wins. Uh, there was a coach. The rumor is a new coach was around who, who could possibly replace them. And that name was Steve Cooper. And I was like, really? What? Really? Like the guy who just got fired from Forrest is going to come into Crystal Palace and be their savior? I thought that was such a bizarre rumor that was going around. And it was it was even broadcasted over the commentary before that game started. And they're like, I think whoever was commenting, I don't know who it was. They're like, I think these mm-hmm. players would really react to, to Cooper's youth and his energy. And I'm like, I have not <laughs> once seen that guy show like, really any signs of emotion 
And you no. got Roy over here who's spitting on the field and getting all high. I was like, what are they talking about? I was like, do they not see how energetic this 76-year-old man is? Granted, yeah. he doesn't probably relate to anything um, yeah. uh, that the Crystal players, Crystal Palace players, I, I don't know, do or say or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. But um, I don't know. Roy, Roy's has – Roy's got a big brain. He's, he's been around for so long. I, I, that replacement was just kind of wild. It felt like a uh, just a random crapshoot name to throw yeah. out there, and it made no sense to me. And I really hope that's not the direction Palace goes in because you go from Patrick Vieira to Roy Hodgson to Steve Cooper, it just is. Yeah, that, that, that just seems backwards. It backwards, or at most, just like a a, a sideways movement. It's not an upgrade. I wouldn't say like. You know, look where Forrest is this season, um, even where they're at last season. Like, yes, Steve Cooper got them up into Premier League and, and you know, was able to keep them up at least for one season. But I think Crystal Palace, you got you got some exciting players on that team in Eze, Elise. Um, Schlupp is, is always doing pretty good. Um, you know, Guayhe, Anderson in the back. Like, some quality players there that, I think probably do need a little bit more, um, I guess, modernized. Yeah. Polish a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, Mateta, you know, to, I like him too. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they got quality there. Um, I don't think Roy is, is it long-term? Like he just kind of came back to, to save them <laughs> as he seems to do now. But, um, I don't think Steve Cooper's the guy either. <laughs> like he, he, if anything, it's, he would just be making another forest, right? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a couple things they need to tweak, and I don't think again. I don't. This team's not going to be top five. They're not going to make Europe no, anytime yeah. soon. Um, yeah. Survival is their goal, and to make a switch like this to for another coach who got fired because he was barely making his team survive, just it didn't it didn't fit. It didn't it didn't jive with me. So I was like, yeah, no. we're not we're not going to go there. <laughs> um. All right, Chad. We usually do our teams first, but today we saved them for the back end. We've been skirting uh, around them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, a lot that went down with you. Um, do you want to take the lead here? Do you want to, you know, end end on a sad Arsenal note? Or you want to end on a high Liverpool note? No, no. Well, it always end on a high. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, let's get into yeah. it. Uh, Fulham did. I won't lie, I kind of did what I thought they would do. Coming off some some terrible trap losses. Game. Total trap game. Um, <laughs> our boy Raul Jimenez came back and said, I'm going to score against you. And I'm back. All this team needs is a number nine, which makes me think, like, it wasn't Mitrovic. It was Fulham. And guess, they yeah. just need a, a pure number nine. It doesn't need to be awesome. It just needs to be average. <laughs> and he's going to bag some goals. Yeah, he's just got to... Occupy that space up there, and then they just like work around them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, this was just just bad, just bad, bad football from Arsenal. <laughs> What's going on with the defense? I think that's the, the the main focus point for me. Is is last year it was like they took so much pride, mm-hmm. and this year it just looks sloppy. I mean, is this all? Does this um, all come down to? I mean. 
I don't think you could say this year. Well, I'd I, say I'd say in their losses. In their losses, it looks it just looks so much worse than mm-hmm. I guess their losses from last year. Granted, there were you know not that many from last year, but the fights yeah. they had, um, it just looks different. Yeah, um, like there's a, a stat going around. Um, I think Arsenal has the most goals conceded from like a uh, as a result of a, a error from the, one of their own players, which you know I guess is a true stat. Um, who? But to, who is that? Is they specify who's making those errors? No, it's just by team. I mean, Zinchenko's at least like two of them. So, <laughs> but um, you know, I think really that while it's a bad stat, it's almost kind of also a nothing stat. Um, just because like Arsenal's defense has, I think, been pretty solid. Um, so it has taken, you know, individual air to kind of give up goals. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's something to note, but, um, I don't think it's as bad of a stat as it maybe sounds as, and, and like, is kind of being criticized as, as is getting passed around. Um, it just, it's one of those that, that just, I don't know. To me, it doesn't really mean much other than like Arsenal's defense has been good. And this is how they're losing it just through like individual, like mess ups. <laughs> um, but here, Oh, well, um, I don't, I don't even know what to say about Arsenal's play here. It's just like, it's just bad. <laughs> it was slow. Um, I'd say uninspired for majority of the game. It looked like they had their New Year's party the night before. <laughs> Maybe they did. They were trying something else. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're like Sokka gets a, a lucky deflection from Leno, and I think had that not happened, I don't think Arsenal are scoring in this game anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> that was previous to when Martinelli drove down the field though right and it was on his he had his rocket boots on and he was flying mm-hmm. and that's when the ball kind of scrambled around the box um mm-hmm. but that's that's that point of the game was what i saw arsenal do so much last year and that's how martinelli yeah. earned, earned that name rocket boots right um it happened once this game and that was it and it just felt like a dud yeah um i mean I, uh, yeah like i think it's a little bit like I was saying last episode that in Arteta's pursuit for not only control but domination, I think it's really slowed the transition down and um, just the overall play. Like, why is he trying to fix what's not broken? So yeah, so I think like Tottenham this season almost remind me of Arsenal last season in that mm. it was, you know, very attack focused, very quick, um, fluid kind of play, which, yeah, we'll get your goals. Um, but then we also saw Arsenal either lose games because of that play or get in these bad situations where it's like the Bournemouth game where you like go down, um, you know, two nil pretty much right away. Like Southampton, um, West Ham Arsenal went up to and then gave it away. Like, so I think he kind of reverted to like solidify the defensive side of it, which has worked. Um, And then he wants, you know, total control of this game, which is mostly working, but 
in doing that, I think he's his tactics and um, you know coaching of players. I think has become very risk averse, so they're not making the like line breaking passes that you would want to see. Um, at least not as often as you'd like to see. They're not really doing, you know, the big balls over the top, like the, the Trent to Sala kind of ball. Like, um, you're not really allowing your your fast, creative players to really have that freedom. Um, so I think he just, he has to find that balance now. He he got his, you know, total domination game, I think, against Brighton is like as close as we've seen him achieve that goal mm-hmm. um but then all season you know goal scoring has kind of been maybe not an issue but certainly not what it was last season um so yeah i, I think it's it'll be if arteta and his, his staff can kind of find the tweaks they need to make to allow that and um you know that they are missing Thomas Partey in the middle. He was really good at making a lot of those those line breaking passes. Um, Zinchenko can kind of do that, but then Zinchenko and Thomas Partey are both just injury prone, <laughs> to say the least. You know, um, Partey's been out for a while now. Uh, Zinchenko was out with, for this one, I think, with um, I think it was calf strain or something. So I don't think it's anything too long, but you know, certainly missed this game. Um, yeah, it just... <laughs> it, it was just... It was just one of those games where, like, we got the early goal, and I, like, you know, obviously kept watching, and I was like, this feels wrong. Like, I don't... doesn't feel like we, we should be in the lead. And then um, when they got their goal back, I was like, okay, like, I think Arsenal need to get a goal before like within like 15, 20 minutes or this is just not going to work out at least in the sense of a win. I wasn't necessarily thinking a loss. Um, And then, you know, the second half I think was just, I think it was, I should have written it down, but I think it was between minute 65 and 90 or something. um, Like Arsenal didn't have a shot on target. So it's like, you're not going to win that way, obviously. Um, so I, I think it was as much as it, it is like the tactical issue. I think it was just that weird, um, you know, festive game, lots of games back to back. People got off. People are just dropped out of form randomly. Like, I, I think a lot of things kind of came together to make this as bad as it was. Um, I don't think it's a, uh, you know, a, an alarm for the rest of the season or anything. I think they'll be able to piece it back together and, and kind of get back into the swing of things. But uh, it was ugly. <laughs> Not the prettiest of games. I think when Polina made that block on Sokka, I said, and he came up fired up. I said, this is not good for Arsenal. <laughs> no. This is not yeah. It, you know, Fulham played great. They were very energetic and, and closing down Arsenal mm-hmm. players real quick. Um Again, I think Arsenal just played too slow in that. So they kept them out of areas that, that were that were. They let Arsenal play in areas where they weren't going to cause any harm, and yeah. I think in that sixty-five to ninety-minute range that you talked about, they did a really good job of just making sure they weren't making runs inside and, and shutting down Sokka Marnelli. I mean, 
I think this team needs a number nine bad. Nketiah hasn't scored a league goal in over mm-hmm. a year. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what I read over a year now. Uh, that's a problem. I think I think an away goal. Oh, away goal. That's right. Away goal. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's that's the argument that comes up too now is like, is this just a uh, you need like a proper striker thing? Um, which I, I don't know where I sit on that because I think it is just a bigger tactical issue um, and just the wrong balance of like attacking play and, and control, right? Um, and yeah, for me, like Martinelli and soccer just being obviously being asked to sit like pretty much on the touchline, right? Like, which, you know, they're wingers, that, that's area they should occupy, but. I think they're almost being asked to sit out there too much and like so rigid to stay out there that they're, they get the ball, but then, okay, a team sends over two guys, blocks them off or, you know, makes the, the dribble very difficult. So, um, you know, you see Sokka get three every now and then, but by that time it's, he's got other, the defense has other help there to block him off. So, um, I think a I think it's a striker helps. I don't think it's like a uh I don't think that's the, the one issue though. I I don't think yeah, I don't think it's a uh you know, you plug in a, a Ivan Tony or or um any any like st- like straight up Kareem Benzema. Well, Benzema might do it, but <laughs> he's leaning Chad. He might get uh, yeah. kicked out of Saudi. You never know. I was kind of thinking. I was like, I've got another French striker for Arsenal. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I think we've seen we've seen the good that Enketia can do, but even compared to Jesus, um, he's just a drop off, and he works hard, but not in the way that Jesus does. Like. Jesus is more involved in the build-up and um, getting other players involved. Where Enketia will will do your pressing and and all that, but um, otherwise it tries to play more that number nine role, but doesn't quite have it, I guess, at, to be at this level that Arsenal need him to be at. At least, like I've seen the talk of um, I think Brentford is is looking to sign him um, in the winter, which. I don't know if he'll go just because Arsenal don't have another striker to really look at, yeah. but um, you know, I, I think he's, I think he can be Premier League level, um, but maybe not, you know, title challenging level. Y'all got great, great forwards, great midfielders. I just think you need that one, that one more player to just bring you over the edge. Um, yeah, there was a point in this game though when I saw Jesus getting the ball back by their own corner flag, trying to get the ball yep. out. I was like, I saw that. That's and I was like, oof. A problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want him to contribute in the back there. Necessarily. Yeah. Like, yes. He's hustling. Yes. He's doing a lot of work, but that he shouldn't be there. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, I think, you know, you can take that little snippet of the game and that pretty much sums up of like, yeah. Your striker is playing right back right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm glad you saw that too. Cause I kind of yeah. cringed when I saw that and, and yeah, I was like, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, there's there's been talk of um, Ben White's kind of been nursing mm-hmm. an injury, um, which I mean, I, I, it hasn't necessarily been confirmed, but I would believe it. He's 
not looked the same this season um, compared to last. Um, you know, Tommy Asu was kind of on fire, then picked up that injury, and now is going away. Totally killed momentum. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's just still the, the question mark of, like, what Yuri and Timber could have brought to this side. Um, fingers crossed they'll be able to make some appearances towards the end of the season, but not holding my breath. <laughs> and then the rumor is Tierney might come back, too. I don't know. I mean, I like Tierney. I, I think he's a great defender and, um, you know, can definitely contribute to the attack and um, would probably help Martin Martinelli because, you know, Tierney will make the overlapping run while Martinelli can tuck in a little bit more, which, as long as he can get a shot on target, should be okay. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like Arteta kind of lost... Um, lost his connection with Tierney once Zinchenko came in, because then it was just like, well, okay, even the games Tierney played in, he would want him to kind of play that tucked-in Zinchenko role, which is just like not Tierney's game. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, unless, if Arteta's going to bring him back in and kind of swing things around and um, you know, alter the, the tactical setup, then it could work, but hmm. if he comes back, I'm, I'm sure they're just looking for another sale or, or loan right away <laughs> yeah that or depth i mean because you just don't know yeah. what the, the back half of the season is going to look like um but yeah I'm, I'm glad you were able to vent i'm glad you're able to get that out to me baby uh <laughs> feel better yeah i mean it, like it, it's it's nice to not only talk about it but like have a few days separation for sure in there yeah. um not only because you know i'll listen to Ars cast and stuff and like hear their thoughts and read all the, the Reddit comments. And I mean, any fan Reddit page is just like a slew of like seasons over team fucking so sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I don't try to get too lost in there, but there's, you know, from time to time, some good comments and um, yeah, it's, you know, maybe a little bit bummer times for, for Arsenal fans, but really just uh it's one of those times you gotta like take a step back and I think like look a little bit more big picture here. Um, just a week ago, you know, Arsenal's top of the table. It's the festive period. There's a lot of games going back to back to back. Drop down to fourth now, even with City. So we're still in the running, but you know, um, I don't think I don't think it's all is lost yet. <laughs> oh, dude, one injury from any of these teams just throws everything off. If Salah goes yeah. down. We're screwed. It, 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 like, <laughs> if Villa, who could Villa lose? If Villa loses, hell, McGinn or, Ooh, or yeah. Louise, they're done. Uh, yeah. I guess City, since they've lost their big three, that would be the one where it's like, okay, they're still going to linger. Um, and then Arsenal, you know, we kind of saw if you take out Odegaard, it doesn't look so great. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a number of players that you could remove. Saka even. I mean, it, the list goes mm -hmm. on. Every team has that player. We'll see what Tottenham does without Sun. Um, yeah. West Ham against no kudos. They couldn't score today or <laughs> yeah. yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you never know, but, um, all right, we'll move, we'll move on to Liverpool here. Yeah. Get in it. All right. My turn. <laughs> Happy with the win. I thought we played great. I, I, there was nothing in there that I was really, uh, shocked by. I think this game mm -hmm. went 
you know, according to plan, um, I think the Botman goal was kind of the the point where we said, ah, crap, we got to keep playing because at 3-1, yeah. I was like, we were all cruising. <sighs> I was out. chilling. I got my peanut M&Ms in my mouth. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I said, shit, I got to pay attention again. Um, I think the, the couple things that stood out to me this game was, uh, was Anthony Taylor giving advantage to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. You know, that's cool. I, I like when refs allow the game to play on. Um, there were a couple moments when I thought, I, I think Liverpool wasn't sure if they wanted to keep going or not, but they ended up taking the ball anyway and, and doing what they had to do with it. But I, I, I've been hanging on to this. I've been dying to tell you, um, and I'm sure you remember when Joe Linton grabbed, uh, I think it was Soba Sly and brought him to the mm-hmm. ground. Play continued. We moved on. And uh, Liverpool took it down the field, shot the ball, didn't make it. And they said, why aren't you giving Joe Linton this yellow yeah. card? And this new rule appeared that I didn't know about. But if an advantage happens, I'm going to read I'm going to read you how I interpreted this. Rules mm-hmm. change where when an advantage ends in a shot, no yellow is given. And I find that to be the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Yeah, what? So, Chad, you could chop my leg down. Mm-hmm. Advantage, you go down, you take a shot, you whiff it. No yellow for me. That's that's like, what that rule says. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to do that, it shouldn't be shot. It should be like a goal, right? So then at least that team benefited from the goal. Sure. Um, but just a shot is, you could take a shot from 50 yards out. That make any sense? That makes no sense to me. Damn, and, what and, the it, hell? and it seemed like most, it seemed like kind of everyone in the field, pitch, staff yeah. had no idea that was a rule change either. Yeah. Um, hmm. Joe Linton got away with one there, and he was of course given a yellow card later in that game. Uh, but like, I, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm wondering then, like, what's the uh, what's like the time window between advantage? And the shot, right? Like, if I remember that that foul happens, um, I think in Liverpool's half, like kind of towards midfield, but Liverpool's mid. half. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, you know, there's still half the field at least to to move the ball down. Um, I feel like that's a big time window to to call advantage on this. Then, right? Like. <laughs> Huh. that I, I didn't i didn't even realize because i mean i was i was with all the players on that one i was like that's at least a hello like it was yeah grab down but almost like a like a tomahawk kind of yeah yeah he's like <laughs> he, he didn't slide, he went two-handed and just tried to like yank him yeah. down um it is law 12 section three uh mm-hmm. it, it basically says if the offense was denying if the offense was denying the opposing team an obvious goal scoring opportunity the player is cautioned for unsporting behavior if the offense was interfering with or stopping a promising attack the player is not cautioned what if the <laughs> offense was interfering with or stopping a promising attack which is which is what he did hmm. correct yeah i guess but i mean again you're you're starting pretty far back so <laughs> so I, I, I i'm just wondering what that time window is there and like what's the, and what's the rule of thumb on, on how bad this yellow can be 
You telling yeah. like like honestly, that doesn't make any sense. You can have one of those tackles where it's like mm, it's like a, a a dark orange, but they played the advantage and that team gets a shot and you're off scot free. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it just makes it now so teams should not shoot the ball if an advantage is given if there's a you almost yeah you almost shouldn't play the advantage at all if you're that team well if you know a yellow is going to be given but you don't know well that's what i'm saying is, is if if you're in a situation where like you know if this is bruno jolinton like any of these guys that kind of get a little bit wild in games and it looks like a foul that should be a yellow like I guess you just stop. You don't play the advantage, right? To make sure they get the yellow now. That's, I mean, that, that's, that was a game changing moment when he didn't get that yellow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause then, I mean, yeah, you see later he, he gets his second, well, should have been his second yellow and, you know, would have been off. Um, and that just changed this year or has that been a thing? Uh, I believe it went into effect last year. Really? Double check here. That just seems um, wild. That just seems like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I guess just not a lot of forethought put into that. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't know, Chad. It, it's, a, it's a weird one. Um, so that was, that was the one that, you know, I was scratching my head and, and yeah. trying to figure out. Yellow I just thought it was. Hand. Yeah, I just thought it was Anthony Taylor being Anthony Taylor, honestly. No, but I think Taylor's on top of his shit. He did shoe. it right. He's on top of his shit. He knew exactly what's going on. It's right here in the rule book. The I'm rules. not I'm not doing anything. Read the rules. Um Yeah, I'm not sure. This I don't think this happened this year. I think this rule change happened last year. I'll I'll have to mm. double check there and I'll let you know. But frustrating. Frustrating to say the least. Um yeah. especially because we were we Start of the game, it looked great. We were in total oh, yeah. control. I was never worried. I was worried that we hadn't scored at halftime. So when he didn't get that yellow card before mm-hmm. the half, I was just, I don't know, I got that icky feeling in my stomach yeah, was, going. Like, it could have been one of those games. could have like, been one of those, and I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad Mo came out strong. Granted, Isaac came in and scored right after, but then our passing was just immaculate. These long passes that we had mm-hmm. from from McAllister and, and even Solace Cross to uh, to new uh, to uh, excuse me Gakpo who God he almost mm. messed that up too and hit it with his stones yeah. and it went in it went in that's all that matters um, <laughs> record breaking XG I went back and I watched yeah a, did you see the video go look on the Liverpool subreddit someone cut it up to show how we got to that XG and um, mm. it it's like wow that's a lot but Sam was like damn we should have crushed these guys even harder. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Nunez, man. He, when he didn't, when he missed Sala on the layoff, that was frustrating. When he had the breakaway, that was frustrating. When he shot it again <laughs> after the breakaway, that was frustrating. Dude, I was just like, oh my god, please! And then when he finally laid it off to Sala, I was like, just do that every time. That's yeah. You, you don't that, need that to be first that time. Guy. Yeah, when he when he didn't lay it off, it was like I mean we were you know texting in the Discord about it anyway, but it was just like so old Nunez like I thought we we set up this connection of like you can pass the Sala it's like that's cool and then he did it and he kept doing it and I thought he figured it out we literally <laughs> talked about it last week I, I was so happy with him and now 20 minutes in I was going not this again like he doesn't need yeah. to be this guy and he wants to be this guy he doesn't have to be this yeah. guy 
You can be this guy later. Once, once he can Mo's be this leaves, guy this month when when sure. Mo's away, like because sure. <laughs> Mo's not going to be there. He's not going to be on his yeah, side. He just exactly. I know it's it's only been a year and a half or whatever. But, yeah. Um, Nunez is still on. He's on like Suarez pace right now in terms of mm, goals. Okay. He, he scores a goal every hundred minutes, so it's like it's not bad. You can't be mad at that. Um, yeah. And it'll, it'll hopefully continue to climb. Um, I think the main. Other than that, the the Joe Linton car and and you know how how good our passing and attack was. I think the big thing was the the Jota dive, which yeah, I think that's uh, every person has their own opinion about that right now. Mm-hmm. And I see so many comments from uh, Liverpool Newcastle fans disagreeing with everything about it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> for me personally, I. I believe that is a penalty because Dubraka made contact with Jota's ankle. And Mm -hmm. if you make contact with a goal scoring opportunity on the player who's trying to strike the ball and they go down, I don't understand how that's not a foul. And I want Um, you to hit me back with, with the counter (laughs) and I'm going to hit you back with the counter. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't necessarily have a, um, a full counter for you. Like, I think it's, it ends up looking more divey than I think it maybe is. Um, because he does kind of take this like extra step and a half ish past it and then falls. Can you call it a delayed um, reaction? You could, but then it, I, I think that points to like the context not being enough to make him go down, which, um, you know, in 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 the penalty box, the contact gets a little a little weird. But, but, keep, but keeper's the one where it's like that's a no no. Especially when you miss, the keeper didn't touch the ball. Do you? Do you? The keeper made no, contact no, with yeah, Jota. Do you agree? Yeah, I'd say it's minimal though. Soft, great, he did it. <laughs> would you? Um, would you say? Duraka disrupted his chance to score a goal because he made contact with him. Mm. See, that's where it gets See, I, hard. I think that's clear as day. I, but I don't know because it, it, it's hard in well, the he, way he, he he hit his ankle with his elbow. But it, it it's hard because he does kind of continue his run, right? Like, yeah, he takes one step with his but off it's, leg. But it's it's like a pretty for sure step, and like he doesn't look like he's he's you know falling anytime soon, and then all of a sudden he falls. So I think while there's contact, it's probably too minimal to make him fall. But you know, in in the in the penalty area, contact is looked at differently than you know and fouls are looked at differently than anywhere else on a pitch like i'm just trying to think you know uh, uh remove the penalty box here and it's just like a player maybe falling and hitting in the same way or or you know with with his foot hitting his ankle or something outside of the penalty area and then he goes down i don't think that gets called a foul i think it'd be too minimal for the ref to say like yeah you got unfairly tackled but it was the last man a goal yeah but you you're back in the penalty he scores, box though he like scores so. if he doesn't go down oh yeah so why do you think he and went I, down 
That's what that's, that's, penalty. No, dude, no. Because <laughs> it was a foul. He got fouled. I'm telling you. I, I, I don't think he would go. This isn't the type of player who's diving all the time either, right? He does no, not I, have that I agree. reputation. So that's why I it was agree. just mind-boggling that, that that's, his, uh, that's the reaction we're getting. When yeah, you can clearly uh, see the keeper making contact. It's not like there's not – you don't see contact. It's not like the keeper didn't touch him. Everyone sees the keeper touched him. Yeah, and but I think, again, it's like there is allowed to be contact in the box, right? It, it's not like no contact at all, right? Not like that. But, not for a keeper, though. Not like that. It, it, you're not shouldering. You're not. You're not running parallel with him. You're coming like this at each other, right, head on. And yeah. The keeper missed. And, he missed the ball, and he hit him in the leg. Yeah, but again, I think because he kind of takes this continued step after, <laughs> it 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 looks more divey than I think it is. <laughs> We could go back and forth all day on this one, which I'm glad. I'm glad we disagree on things. It makes it makes for interesting yeah. interesting conversation. Look, all I'm gonna say here is um Havertz had a penalty overturned when Arsenal played United because a, a guy I think it was maybe Wambasaka came in and um you know, it kind of forced Havertz between Wan-Bissaka and someone. I forget who else. Um, and initially called a pen on the field, but then they went back, slowed it down, and, you know, you see Kai kind of take this step, and his leg kind of gets hit from Wan-Bissaka, but then they overturn it, right? Um, so that's that's the thing in my mind of, like, if that contact was minimal enough, to overturn the penalty this feels like about the same i get it's like you know the keeper on 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 jota here so it's that's the biggest a little difference. bit different it's in that last, sense but man yeah but like i think i think it, it's with the minimal amount of contact and the delayed reaction of, of jota that makes it look more like a dive than it probably is um, well, he falls. I mean, he, he falls ridiculously. He did like the like knee down flop. Yeah, thing. Uh, yeah. So like, it, it wasn't like a you know clear. He got taken out. Um, no, I'm not saying he got. I'm not saying he got taken out. And, no, 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 no. Means. No, I know. So, but that's what I'm saying is like if it was a uh, a clear, more a more clear and maybe more immediate fall, I think a lot of people would be on the same page with this. But I think because there is that like. As brief as it is, that little window after the contact, it, it looks more like a dive than than. I mean, I think yeah, like I don't think it's a dive necessarily. I think I'm okay with this being called a penalty. And I um, and I think Havertz, I think Havertz's uh, move that he made is is mm -hmm. if we're gonna like grade penalties, that should have been a penalty <laughs> over this one. If we're gonna like pick yeah. and choose, um, because yes, yeah, I, so I, I think it's just. Yeah, it's the contact in the penalty box. It it's, it gets weird. Fouls get weird in there. Like sometimes, you know, you know, a foul in the box is is not a foul outside of the box. Sometimes, and um, you know, I think this is kind of in that same realm of like there is contact. Um, he does go down, but I think if you like replay that outside of the penalty box, I don't think Anthony Taylor calls anything. <laughs> so if you think the keeper is outside of the penalty box. 
and he touches him there and he goes down well it, it, i mean it has to be a little bit different right like well, same, um, ex- exact same thing but like he, he can't box i mean he can't like dive at him in the same way out of the box right because then even if he gets the ball it's you know a red card for purposely and I, diving and, I and argued, handling the ball i argued this maybe could have been a red card i don't think they do that double jeopardy thing anymore they got rid of that i think so um otherwise yeah i think that's a fair argument because like you are the last man um but i think um they kind of did away with that because it's like you know kind of double punishment if you concede the penalty um yeah so i don't know like i'm okay with this it, it is one of the softest ones we'll see it this season nothing. but and it changed nothing the, outcome, no, yeah. they, the thing was it Newcastle. I went to Newcastle subreddit because I was like dying mm. to see what they were saying. They're yeah. so salty. They were saying this killed our our energy in the last remaining minutes mm. of the game. And I was like, you didn't have energy for the first eighty. Yeah. I was like, you can't say this was the the deal breaker for you. Of course, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying that to anyone. But yeah, um, I, I mean, like, if anything, it um just takes away from like how well Dubrovka was actually performing that game. He made some great saves, um, you know, kept Newcastle in it for the oh vast majority of the of the time he was out there. Um, so, yeah, like this goal doesn't didn't really mean much, but it's also just like a bummer to like see that he made this error <laughs> to, to, you know, make it worse for Newcastle. And if he doesn't make contact with Jota, Jota goes around him, goes around him and he scores. I, honestly, yeah. that's what I think happens. So. so, yeah, I mean, yeah, either way is, is you know probably a goal it was so. just weird it was a weird situation <laughs> weird place I, I i definitely laughed and i was like oh boy <laughs> um dubrovka came out and said he kind of kind of vaguely put it as i accept the referee's decision he didn't yeah. say he liked it or agreed with it but he said he accepted it so what does that mean i don't know it, it can mean anything interpret it yeah. how you want but um yeah i mean that like I saw that post pop up too, and it, like the title was kind of worded, um, clickbaity, right? Of like Dubrovka agrees. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, go read, go read which, the actual article, and, and yeah, you'll see. Which I think you know is is just your normal player response to a decision like that, right? Like if it was a game defining decision, he might have had a stronger comment. But in that sense, like, what are you gonna do? Just get a fine here for no reason, like. <laughs> And honestly, in real time, I think Anthony Taylor, I think in real time, you know, it does look like a PK. And, yeah, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and I think when you slow things down, obviously you can, you can get every little frame of it. And of course, the decision stood. But mm-hmm. um, if we didn't have any slow motion, I think most people would be okay with that happening because it just doesn't make any sense yeah. why, why he would go down there. But um that's that's my Liverpool event. Uh, we won. Great top of the table. Yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> we can move on and be happy. And uh, Arsenal this weekend. Um, FA Cup should be fun. I yeah. Again, the cups are like just a little extra. Nothing too spicy for me. Now, yeah, it'll be good that we have a little rivalry in it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I think. Arteta will go pretty strong with it just to, to try and look for a, a uh, like a bounce back reaction yeah. sort of thing. Um, I, I would think Liverpool probably go, if not full strength, yeah. mostly there. Um, We're, we got to, rec- we got to get our guys healthy. 
Yeah. Um, we're so. probably going to make some late subs. Uh, McAllister probably won't start. I imagine yeah. we'll see Gakpo in there. We'll see probably Jota get the start to get him back to form. Mm, yeah. Um, no Salah. We're not going to probably see Virgil. Uh, I doubt we'll see Trent. Uh, I don't know. It'll be, I, I'm curious what we put together. I won't be super upset if we lose it. Um, I just hope uh, those guys like Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones can mm. get some time in. Cause Probably, I, think those, yeah. I think that's the depth we're going to need kind of yeah. late in the season. Well, we need to spark off the bench to come in and, and, and grab something. Um, these games right now will help. Yeah. Um, I do have to bring up, is Mohamed Salah a Kudas fan? Does a celebration or kind of a celebration twice in this game? Is he pointing Liverpool saying, like, we got to bring this guy here? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I mean, Bowen was my guy to replace Salah, and I still yeah. I still think that's looming because I think Kudas could then be, like, Bowen's replacement. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be pumped on it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, the celebration was was uh, very similar. No one sat with Mo. I don't think though when he went and I don't think so. Yeah, he went on the billboard. Yeah. I think they said, "What are you doing?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got in my notes here. Yeah, you know, um, nothing else really to add. Like Liverpool. I, I guess I will shout out. Diaz, this is probably like one of the oh, best games I've I've seen him play. Um, great. So I I hope he kind of continues to roll with that. He's when he's on it like this, he's exciting to watch. And um, you know, I think that that left wing for Liverpool's, you know, certainly not been the same since Mane left. Um, you know, Jota can do a job there, but um, you kind of you kind of need. I don't think Jota or Diaz will be. Mane levels, so I think if they can both kind of be competing to start, then you're going to get the best out of both both mm-hmm. of them. Yep. The rotation's fine with me. I mean, we've got so many strikers and so yeah. many forwards. We need to kind of figure out the right rotation. But, yeah, couldn't mm-hmm. agree more. Um, and last but not least, Chad, Brighton, West Ham. Not much to say, but, hey, we can no. say this. Brighton got a clean sheet. Finally, after... 23 games? I think 23 sounds right. 23 games yeah. uh, dating back to last season. Brian wow. gets a clean sheet. West Ham <laughs> fails to score, which I feel like they've been doing a lot of recently. Um, yeah. yeah, pretty yeah. pretty boring game on uh, on my telly here. Nothing really too yeah. shocking. Man. Players were kind of I missing. Mean, Players are still injured. Um Ariola played great though, lots of great saves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that was about it. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought both teams had like a couple really great opportunities, but just no one could, no one could take advantage. <laughs> yep. Um, nice to see War Prowse though playing in the ten roll. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're starting to figure that out quickly, and once they get uh, Paquetta and Kudos in there, that front six. It's kind of wild. Yeah. And Mikel, we don't even have Mikel Antonio in here. So if you could have True. Antonio Bowen Kudus playing that like diamond up top, mm-hmm. Ward Prowse playing behind, then you got another stack mid of Paqueta, Socek, and Alvarez. Like that's, that's solid. 
That's solid. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that's definitely the blueprint for, for West Ham going forward. Um, it, yeah, I think it gives them enough stability and then keeps a lot of the creativity out there in the areas where they should be. Like, it's not this Ward Prowse pushed back and having to try and create some long ball opportunity. Um, and Sochek's just so attack heavy, too. He'll go up there and act like a second striker. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this, this team is so fascinating. I mean, you just, you know, I didn't even talk about the defense and their wingbacks and how, how forward mm-hmm. they play. I, again, one to watch. One to watch. For sure, for sure. yeah. Um, Brian, they got some work to do still. Yeah. I'm not sure. Did you see Deserbi's freak out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know I think, uh, no. I, I'll, I, I will quote him. Why does he not understand? Why does he not understand? How does he not understand? Why does he not understand? As he slapped the oh chair. Oh God! That's pretty much Who was what he it talking was. about? I don't know. No one knows that. And I was I was trying to figure it out and read it. Someone translated it in the uh, in the Reddit comments um, by lip reading. Love lip readers. It's fantastic. Um, but don't know who he was talking about. I Yeesh. I'm guessing Estupion, just because he Maybe. he's back. Maybe he doesn't fully grasp what's going on. I feel like he's the type of player who um, is very smart. And when Deserby doesn't get uh, the best out of him, he can have that reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm definitely unsure. <laughs> I feel like it's definitely someone in the attacking role though. Mm, okay. So. Yeesh. I, I mean, I'm sure they already got their, uh, their 40, 40 lashes from that, but um I feel like it would be funny if they if they didn't have that yet, and then they come on Reddit and like see this freak out, and they're like, "Oh shit! Like, what time was this? Am I on the pitch now?" Or <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> dude, right? I know. Uh, being an athlete, or don't read don't read comments if you're an athlete. Nah, yeah, it's never good for you. Uh, happy birthday, James Milner. Um, yeah. He's getting really close, Chad. He's 20 games away from being the all-time EPL games played leader, and then he can finally retire. No, he gets to play the game now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that uh, pop up today, and um, I feel like at this point you got to go for it, right? Oh, you can't retire gotta, now. Like make it. Brian, I mean, Brian will, will hang around, but I imagine uh, Zerby will get Milner in there, hopefully every chance he gets. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, just like whether he sticks with Brighton or, or goes somewhere else, just put it in his contract of like, look, I need – 10 more appearances just like that's all get yeah, me in <laughs> please i'll play anywhere Literally. yeah i can do it <laughs> <laughs> okay chad i think we did it let's get to our nominations here shall we mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um shall we start with player sure um i'll take the initiative here it's got to be cole palmer for me this week uh great feet great touch great banger of a goal too mm-hmm. um chelsea needed all the goals they can get in that game so he he earns my shout yeah um yeah he he was definitely first on my list um i also had foden the, the two assists one shot on target six key passes but i mean it's against sheffield so um and then elise um two goals three shots on target um Sala gets the shout out for almost completing the full stat line across yeah. the board, right? Like missed PK, two goals and assists, 
you know, number of shots on target. What did, um, what did he miss? Yellow card, red card? The cards for sure, and then... He had clearance? No, no clearance. Um, no clearance. Yeah, no clearance. Yeah, yeah. No tackles, interception, clearance, or blocks. So, mm. um, but he did commit a foul. So, you know, <laughs> he almost had it all, which maybe doesn't deserve you player of the week, but at least a mention. We'll note it. We'll note <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, shout outs to Braca. I mean, he was. Mm, yeah. If he isn't there, Liverpool breaks probably the record for XGs even more. Um, his presence. That, that could have been a. a yeah, that could have been a, a you know Liverpool versus Man U game without his very his close. saves. Very so. very close, and I think because he was playing so good, it made Liverpool think differently with their shots. Hence, mm. why Trent was taking one outrageous shot. Like we didn't even talk about that bad. Oh almost, my god! Almost goal of the year, and then the if one, that would have went in. Um, Lord. Uh, and then even the solid miss PK and Trent just bangs it over the top like that. Yeah. Like looking at that, like that should have been a goal too. So mm-hmm. um, shout outs to him for just being an absolute beast back there and making it competitive somewhat for Newcastle, or at least making mm-hmm. them uh, not die too early. So yeah, <laughs> um, all good shouts. Um, yeah, I don't know. You want to give it to anyone? Um, I mean, I think Palmer's the the front runner here. Without Palmer, um, Chelsea don't win. Certainly, yeah. <laughs> that's how. That's how I kind of looked at that one. Um, club Chad. Um, I got Forrest and Fulham. Um, you know, Forrest taking down Man U. Um, which is, is for yeah, first time ever. So it's big. Um, you know, Man U's not at their greatest certainly but should be able to beat forest <laughs> um so and and that's just that's just good fun football to watch no, when united lose so. game, man it was such a, <laughs> I, I watched almost that whole game it was, it was yeah yeah and then i mean yeah fulham for um if not you know completely beating arsenal at least taking advantage of arsenal on a really bad day and um i mean they put in great effort and um uh, were all over the pitch and, and kept Arsenal quiet because, you know, without that soccer goal early on, I don't think Arsenal get anything in the net. So I like those bo- two for me. Yeah, I like both of those picks. I was going to say the same. I don't – it's hard to say who should get this one, really. Um, I liked I liked how Forrest got their first one, especially at home against Man U. Yeah. Um, but I like how Fulham coming off three, three losses in a row. Mm-hmm needed to find something and they got their striker back and, and made it work. Um, so I think for this one, I'm going to go Fulham over Arsenal just to kind of say, sorry, oh, Arsenal. Man. They got one over you. I mean, yeah. I mean, it really kind of to this season, they, you know, pulled back the draw early on this season and uh, now got the win here. So Fulham is Arsenal's new bogey team. Maybe <laughs> coming alive. Uh, goal, Chad. The goals. It's also nice uh, one this week. Um, nice ones. I think for me, the Olise one. Uh, mm-hmm. That was that was a pretty hit. Um, again, the Palmer one. Just mm-hmm. pretty feet, twinkle toes coming in. Uh, I thought that was super nice. Um, the shoot, I just lost my screen. The kid from Brentford. I gave him a shout out earlier. Uh, Lewis Potter. Lewis Potter, great hit. Like that mm-hmm. one a lot. Um, 
Yeah, I think that would do it. Sun yeah. Goal, sun goal was nice too. Mm, yeah. Um, I'm kind of leaning Palmer on this one too. Um, just because it's, it's, you know, a great show of control and then also kind of restraint to not just blast it right away. Like there's that brief moment where he could have shot and I think it probably would have got blocked by the defender sliding in, but he, he sees that coming and, and, you know, gets around. Um, so I think he's probably my pick. Um, otherwise, Elise's second goal where he kind of dribbles in and gets that shot off is, yeah. is pretty sweet. No, I like the Palmer one. I mean, I think he put three players on their butts. Yeah. And like that. When you can break some and ankles like that. Without that goal, that game's a draw. So. <laughs> the bailout again. Um, sounds good. All right, Chad. Now it's time for the favorite part. Oof. Uh, this is tough. Week. This Ooh, tough some, we got some good ones, Chad. Um, I know we've been posting them in Discord. Uh, uh-huh. Klopp losing the wedding ring. That's definitely up there for me. It's up there. That's really close to, to winning. Klopp's, Klopp's duplicate over in Luton. Close second. Um, uh, uh, the Man United legend falling asleep at the game. That's a great mm-hmm. one, too. Mo Salah changing out his boots at halftime and becoming a world-class player again. It was, it, I, I saw the post-game interview for that for that game, and... They asked him about it, and he said, "I just had." He's like, "It was in my head too much." He's like, "If I knew if I just had these shoes on for the rest of the game, I wouldn't play well." Um, so I had to get rid of them. And I was like, "That's fascinating how superstitious these guys are." Yeah, wow. And uh, but hey, he's so honest about it. Whatever works, yeah. you know. I and but and I mean like, not to say if he didn't change his boots, like this wouldn't have still happened. But for them, him to do that, and you know, yeah, he performed so much better. I guess it works. Yeah, right. You're gonna say like, yeah, you shouldn't do that next time. You're gonna do, I, do it every time. Yeah. Um, so yeah those, uh, those the the Fulham fan after they scored their their second. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. It was a sad uh, house over here when that was happening. Uh, and I, I like it's not gonna win it, but Gibbs White gets that little spin move on uh, Varane as he's walking with the ball. Did you hear what he said afterwards? <laughs> No. Ooh, reckon I should play in the NFL. <laughs> it was pretty tight spin. It so was I mean, good. it was good. good. No, it, was, yeah, it was solid. Um, I'm sure there's so much more. This is we gotta. I don't know if we yeah. can. Maybe I'll start subbing to all the the EPL teams Reddit's. Mm. I'm sure. I'm sure they're flowing through there nicely. Oh, for sure. Um, I don't know, Chad. They're all winners. They really are. I don't know how we can. <sighs> You know, meme of the week is is less of a contest and more of just uh, look how crazy this this game is. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Love um, it. I I think if I did have to pick one, it would be Klopp with the wedding ring, just because you can see the panic in him and then the immediate relief. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't ask for help. Um, it probably I'm sure if he didn't find it in that time frame he would have like mm-hmm. been like get a metal detector out here or yeah. something uh <laughs> luckily he lost it so close to i want to know how it, how it fell off though yeah that's kind of what i was wondering um i mean my only thought was like maybe he kind of like fiddles with it when he's nervous or or sure. you know stressed or whatever and then it like didn't fully seat back on so then as he's walking around just slid off but um i mean yeah glad he he realized then and not when he's already back in the locker room and then it's like that, that ring is at any point on that field then. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Newcastle would take it and hold it hostage. <laughs> you can have this back next For real. Um, all right, Chad. I think we nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, solid episode. Good chatting with you. Um, a little break here, year. but I'm sure maybe we'll do a little a little segment on our game this weekend, uh, Arsenal mm-hmm. and Liverpool on the 7th. Um, other than that, I think we're good, yeah? Chilling. Chilling like a villain. All right, episode 50-something or rather, 57. Seven? I think it's seven, 57. All right, with that, episode 57, Hooligans Pitch. We are out. Peace. Peace.